Welcome to the Homeschool Loftcast, a podcast presented by the Homeschool Loft in De Pere, Wisconsin. Our goal at the Loft is to encourage parents who educate their children at home and let them know that they are both called to and empowered for the task of home-based education. At the Loft itself, we offer one-on-one consultations, book clubs and discussion groups, workshops and seminars, and a curriculum viewing library. Through the Loftcast, we extend our reach to encourage and bless homeschooling parents everywhere. Today, we're continuing our What's the Law Say series with a focus on Ohio. But before we get started, um, I want to give you one note about this series. In addition to today's episode, we've recently shared about the law in Wisconsin and Illinois. And we would love to do an episode about every state sooner rather than later. So if you are a veteran homeschooler from one of the other states who would like to come on and talk with us about the law where you live, you can send us an email at info at homeschoolloft.com. But now on to today's guest about Ohio. Um, we are going to be speaking with Debbie Girth, who I met, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago or so at a homeschool yeah. convention. Um, Debbie wow. is a homeschooling mom of three, two are graduates, and one is a teenager. She's homeschooled them all the way through and she went into it as a as covenantal. So there was no escape plan in her decision. She's on the board of her local homeschooling co-op of about 100 families. And she's also the president of the largest support organization for Ohio homeschooling called Ohio Homeschooling Parents. The group currently has about 19,000 members from all across Ohio from all worldviews and reasons for homeschooling. Regardless of what might divide people in other areas of life, Ohio homeschooling parents exist to support independent home educators and provide freely available and up-to-date accurate information about how to homeschool in Ohio. From notification to annual assessments to getting started and finding curriculum and local groups. And today we have her with us. Welcome, Debbie. Thank you so much. It's, I cannot believe it's been about 10 years. You're right. It's probably been about 10 years. I think so at that homeschool <laughs> convention in 2013 yeah. in Cincinnati. Oh my, oh my goodness. Yeah. So yeah. Wow. Oh. Wow. Well, Debbie, before we get into the stuff about Ohio homeschool law, tell us this uh, loaded question Oh boy. about how, <laughs> when, why you started homeschooling. Okay. Well, oh, I was, um, I was nursing my firstborn. It was 2002. <laughs> and, and, um, I, uh, had a lot of time on my hands because she wanted to never be put down ever, <laughs> ever. <laughs> so I read a lot of books and, um, I, uh, one of the books I happened to pick up one time, I was, I love the library and I would love to go, I love to go to the library and just see the books, you know, kind of mm. like browse, just browse the shelves, oh, yeah. see what pops out of me. And that's what I could take home. And that's what I love. I mean, I used to work at the library, so I, I just, you know, I, that's something I just love going and seeing yes. through the new book section, you know, uh. and anyway, what, anyway, so I found this book and, um, it was called the harsh truth about public education or public schools. I think it's called. Mm. And, um, that's kind of, uh, you know, inflammatory. I mean, kind of, you know, that was sort of a shocking title because here I, I had just uh, not very long before that we had just bought our first house as a married couple. Um, and it was, we specifically bought it in the neighborhood that I wanted that I grew up in because I thought, well, the schools are great here. I went to these schools. I want, I want to, so we paid, we paid more to live in this, in the neighborhood that was in the schools that were the good schools. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, so we had, we were just, just getting settled. That was, that was our plan. And, um, I read this book and the more I read it, the more the Lord was convicting me. And Mm -hmm. it was just very clear that this was never going to be our choice. We Mm -hmm. were never going to be sending our kids to the school. And, um, and then I started reading more about, you know, the history of public education from the, the different things that are out there. And there's lots of free, free books and all kinds of things you can find online. Um, even too, there's, I've got a, a list on my website that has some of the books that I read that, and not just ones that I read back then, but as I've read since then, that have been really instrumental in you know, solidifying that thought, but that really, at, at, you know, I'm holding this baby in my hands, nursing mm-hmm. her yeah. for what, 20, 24 seven. And mm-hmm. I, and I'm, and I'm feeling like, this is, this is where I'm going to be. This is what we're doing. This wow. is, this is it. 
And um, like, okay, well, I know the Lord already told me when I was pregnant with her that I needed to trust him and that I was going to quit my job and be a stay-at-home mom, which was very hard because Mm -hmm. my husband was at that point just getting his law business started. Um, You know, I was making all the money. I had all the insurance Mm -hmm. and the Lord told me to, Lord told me to quit my job. Yeah. So, you know, so I had just done that, taking that step of faith and then the Lord calls me to this. Like, okay, (laughs) what's next? (laughs) What is going on? Yeah. So uh, I could have never, ever believed back then that I would be where I am now and leading, you know, this, these groups. I mean, I was just, I was a clueless newbie. Like everyone, everyone, everyone is new at some point. Yeah. Um, (laughs) and that, that was me. Um, I was new. And, um, so I got started and, um, you know, and of course, you know, when you have your firstborn, you start way too early. (laughs) of course our guinea pigs right yeah the poor things i know right um you know about for each three um you know two and a half i don't maybe we started playing school yeah and um you know but i knew this was but this was what we're doing i was just very clear um the more i read books the more i just knew this was what there was i mean there would be no plan b Mm -hmm. this was it did your husband Um, think you were nuts or was he on board so at first little, but, 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 you know, we both read things, we talked about it and he mm. felt, he felt it too. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he personally was, uh, he was, uh, he went through school. He went to a, a very rural school in Kansas, um, very Western Kansas. He always liked to say he was 150 miles from the nearest McDonald's. I mean, it was middle of nowhere. <laughs> Kansas. And, um, that's a good thing. And then he, yeah. Oh yeah. I know. He didn't think so at the time, Yeah, <laughs> but you know, so he was, he was, and he's very, very smart and very quick brained. Um, and so he was always bored in school. And mm-hmm. so when we start talking about, you know, that we could, you know, we can really individualize this to our kids needs and we can do, you know, we're, we can, we can go as fast as they need to be and not have to be slowed down by the slow kid or, you know, or pigeonholed into this, into the center or whatever, you know, whatever it was really individual. He, he really um, got on board with it. He realized this is, this is a great way to do it. And, um, and, you know, along the same time, we start going to conventions and start kind of getting philosophy and some, you know, under, we start realizing that this is, this is more than just an educational choice. This is, this is a lifestyle yeah. um, that we're walking into. And we realized this is, this is in line with who we are. Um, at the time, not too long around the time, at the same time, we were um, having some questions on some of the, some of the institutional, institutional churches that we were going to, oh, yeah. um, and we were doing, we were doing home church for a while, mm-hmm. um, because we were just needing to kind of detox from some things. Yeah. And, um, it kind of went, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Any home churches just, now. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. Hey. Right, right, right. I, th- I yeah, think so, everybody needs to at some point just right. get it back together and refocus. Exactly. And, right. We were, we were at a point where we said, you know what we are, um, it sounds kind of wrong, but what we did was, um, we kind of went back we said, all this doctrine we've learned over these years, we're, we're, we're throwing it all out and all yeah. we're keeping up with is this is what the Bible says. We know that the, you know, we know the Trinity, we, all the basic doctrines, that's what we stayed with. And everything else was like, you know what, let's read the Bible. What does the Bible say? Yeah. And, Amen. Um, right. So what yeah, does it say? Right. Let's as a family, I think that's yes. a huge thing. It's everybody so gets all caught do up and doing church. Yeah, exactly. So let's do that. So that was kind of long around the same time. This is all kind of happening with us. Um, so it, you know, it really kind of went with it. <laughs> <laughs> so um uh, yeah it became our you know our lifestyle so then i um i had my when my oldest was kindergarten of course then by that time i'm ha- i have i have my other two you know babies falling behind yeah and um and um i w- had my first year and i had then i had my first assessment at the end of that year mm-hmm. um as a required by ohio law which we'll talk about later on but right um and i went to a family member who was um willing to help do her the assessment because she was a certified teacher and I appreciated her free, you know, giving me the free assessment. But mm-hmm. the problem was is that she assessed by public school methods, oh, yeah. standards, uh, grade mm-hmm. levels. And um, I um, walked away from that feeling completely defeated and like I had failed, oh. um, you know, and I was about to quit because I said, you know what, I cannot fail my kids. And, you know, I, I thought God called me to this, but I'm, I mean, I look at all the stuff I've done wrong the whole year, mm-hmm. you know, and um, then I came across um, a couple of people who were the, they're considered the Ohio homeschooling pioneers. And they, they led, they were the pioneers of the modern movement mm-hmm. in the eighties. They, they helped write our code in the eighties. Um, got it. They're the ones who got it into, in, into, um, into law. 
Yeah. Um, and uh, so I started reading some things by her and I connected with her and she kind of just sort of refocused me. She said, no, we, this is, this is what the law says. This is what your assessor mm-hmm. said, but that was not correct. This uh. is what you need to do. And so after I did that, that was sort of an awakening for me that, like, okay, there's not always the right information out there. <laughs> another um, amen, Debbie, another yeah, amen. Right. <laughs> so, you know, you, you think, oh, going, to, going to the department of education website, that's gotta be the accurate place. Right. You know, you oh, gotta yeah. go to the, the, the government places, they, they have to know what they're doing. Call the school. They must know what they're talking about. <laughs> yeah. uh, right. um, and, you know, so she, I was, that was really instrumental. And I mean, her, her name was Gail Beck. She's one of the people who helped write our code, her and her husband. And um, she's still one of my mentors now. And I, she's uh-huh. on our group and I talk to her still. She's a fabulous woman. I um, I went to a national convention last year and she was there. We got, we got to actually meet, you know, oh, for the first time. You know, it was great. Um, but yeah, so after I did that, that's when I was like, I am all in. I'm all in. Um, um, and um, so I ended up, you know, I, I'm doing my homeschooling thing and going through my life and, you know, taking care of my kids. And, um, um, you know, and then the and then the Internet starts to explode with information and a lot of yeah. it is not correct. Right. And um, <laughs> there's a lot out there. There's a lot out there of. I think I heard you have to do such and such or Mm -hmm. so-and-so told me I need to do blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And that's what people, you know, people are giving this information out because they want to be helpful. They want to, you know, help answer people. And unfortunately it was a lot of misinformation. And um, (sighs) I saw this as a real danger that, um, uh, you know, I, the rights that I have um, will not, will not be continued. If we, if we continue, if we continue to go down this path of, appeasement and just give me this little bit extra and it's okay well, it, it's like a game of telephone right by the oh, end yeah, of the, it totally thing, is. the, the yeah. message is completely wrong mm-hmm. right right and they can and those little changes they add up yeah um and sometimes those little changes become big changes when everyone else is doing one thing and the schools say well why isn't everyone else doing this mm-hmm. everyone else is everyone else is giving xyz extra why don't you give xyz extra yep. so it's standard so it's all the standard you know standardized right. so um yeah, so that I wrote a little, little post on a group that we had started um, with some friends um, because I said I want one central place where information is going to be, you know, accessible. Yep. Um, I was there was there was a lot of websites out there that, but they were behind member paywalls, mm. or they were they were behind uh, they were groups that were, you know, they they called themselves Christian in the name, which is not. I mean, that's fine. That's who they, that's who they are, but that that excludes a lot of people who who won't even go to that site that right like, you know yeah and so I, I really wanted to i'm obviously i am a complete i'm a christian i mean that's right. obviously completely but yeah. i wanted to be i wanted a place where it could be completely open for anybody yeah to come, whatever, absolutely whatever their worldview yeah. i wanted this information to be out freely so yeah. no no pay no member paywall no you know nothing like yeah. that so you'd have to you could just come and just share the information you could read it share it with others, you know, so that's, and anyway, that's what I, I, I put through it. It was, it was, it was just a post at first. And, um, <laughs> and look what it led to. <laughs> it kind of grew <laughs> just a little. Uh, yeah. And then, um, um, about seven, six, six or seven years ago, I was very ill for a while. I had, um, MRSA and, oh. um, I was, um, on the couch for about four months. I just, I was literally on the couch for about, you know, the whole time I couldn't, I couldn't hardly move. But mm. the way my brain is, is that I can't just not sit still. So, right. <laughs> uh, you know, I run to organizations now. This is how I am. So I, yeah. just, uh, anyway, <laughs> um, I, so while I was sick, I decided to take the information that I had written and put on a website uh. um, because, you know, Facebook, you know, Facebook, um, <laughs> enough said. Exactly. <laughs> enough said. <laughs> I wanted a place where even if I was, you know, was not be able to follow along with all the conversations, that information could be then accessible. Because people were asking, "Hey, I've got a friend who is not on Facebook or not. Can they can't join this group? Can I share this document with them?" Yeah. And mm-hmm. for a while, I was just, you know, I was posting on like a the public side of the, of the of the page of the group. And then while I was like, "Well, I'm sick. I'm sitting here. I'm going to put." this website together and you know if, if i build uh, it they'll come yeah. and you know i put out a call for anybody who wants to help donate just pay for the keep the lights on the website that'd be mm-hmm. great if you, mm-hmm. you know a couple dollars here and there that'd be awesome and they did in droves mm-hmm. so wow. um yeah so now we're, we're up to like 19 19 000 members 
Um, mm. And it just continues to grow. I thought during COVID or after COVID that it might really dip and it really hasn't. People are just stuck sticking around. Mm. So. so how many homeschoolers are in Ohio? Because yeah, we only <laughs> have like in Wisconsin, we have about 32,000 homeschoolers total. <laughs> We're much more. So that is, are, but. <laughs> we don't really know because there is no, we don't know, we don't notify with the state in Ohio. We notify with our, with our local districts. Okay. So unless the local districts um, send the information in, then um, there's no central database. I mean, it's, you can kind of look and kind of guess. They say it's up, you know, 11 to 12% in the last several years. Wow. Um, it's certainly exploded. Um, I think before, just our group alone, when we, when COVID hit in 2020, we were, I think we're, we had just hit 11,000, maybe 10,000. And, um, and then just, you know, within 2020, it just now it's 19,000. So wow. yeah, yeah, it's really exploded. Um, amazingly. So and a lot of people are still, you know, they're, they're, they're not going back. Some of them are going back. Some of them are, there's a lot of different reasons for homeschooling. Some, you know, some are like, well, this, that was good for the time, but now I'm going back to school. Um, and, you know, and we provide information on how to do that properly. Um, but we don't provide information on our side about how to navigate the schools. Cause that is not what we do. We do right. homeschool. It's only. Yeah, so. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, let's yeah. jump right into that. Um, sure. What, so in Ohio, what are the parent requirements to homeschool? So, uh, there are, you mean as far as like, um, qualifications? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like what does the law say a parent has to be, do whatever. Okay. Uh, to okay. Well, um, we give our assurances in Ohio that we have a, at least a high school diploma or a GED. Um, if you don't have that, then there is also another option called option E, uh, on our code, which is basically working under the direction of somebody else with a college degree. Um, if you don't have a GED or a high school diploma, you, you can use, you can home to under this option. And honestly, it is all on the honor system. You don't ever tell, you don't tell anybody that you don't have a diploma. You don't check mark a box that say, I'm, I'm going to consult with this person and that or whatever. Uh, you just check mark the, your assurance that you have one, one of the following qualifications. That's all you do. You check mark that box. And the qualifications are, you know, college degree, high school diploma, GED, or working on the direction of somebody else with a college degree. So you just check that, check that box. You have one of the following and whatever that is, that is, that is your assurance only. It is you don't provide proof of any of that. Hmm. Uh, we don't provide proof of anything on our notification. Um, everything we give is our assurance only. And that assurance is then certified with our signature at the end yeah. of, of, the, of the notification. That is it. That is and as far as it goes. The, they so, can't have any. Pr- Go ahead. Yeah. So, so paperwork wise, what does that look like? Mm-hmm. With, with all okay, the, so, so. Yeah. So um, I know in Wisconsin, you have like an online um, notification thing. We have... Um, it's the same code that's been around since 1989. It has not changed other than a few little things. Um, there was one big change in 2019. We're going to, now we have a due date. Um, but other than that, we it's really been unchanged since it was written by the people who wrote our code in, in 89. And those who wrote our code actually were homeschoolers themselves. They um, checked every word, literally every word in the code against two or three dictionaries to make sure it's exactly what they wanted to say. So there's not, <laughs> there's not a word in there. I mean, even little words like there was, there's a word or one of the, one of the steps and yeah. um, it, that, that word's important. I mean, it's not, it's not a throwaway word. It's that right. word is for, yeah. you know, um, they checked every word, make sure that's they good. exactly what it meant. Yeah. So it was very well thought out, very well done. Yeah. Um, very smart people who did this. So, so what you do is you notify every year. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a, it's a, it's a notification form. It's called, we call it the NOI, the notification of intent to homeschool. Uh, you don't have to use a form. Um, you can do it all in letter form. You can honestly write it on a napkin. And purple crayon and, and it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but we, we, we provide a form that's strictly law aligned. The form is, um, it literally takes the exact words of our, of our code and just copies them to the form. So it's really easy, um, for people to use. And I like to say it's also very scannable for the, for the office staff. Oh. Um, they don't have to read anything on the notification. If you just use this form and just kind of check the way down it, mm-hmm. um, it makes it, you know, a no brainer. They can just scan it. Okay. You finished it. You're, off, you're done and move on. Um, those who write a letter, people who, some people like, like to write it in letter form and that's fine. I mean, it's completely fine to do that, but then you have to actually read the letter. Mm-hmm. Have they, they have, you have to know they're going to read the letter to make sure you've met all the requirements. Mm-hmm. Um, and that can be sticky because then they're going to like, Oh, well, the, you didn't quite say this quite right. right. You know, it, it could mm-hmm. be, it can make, it can cause trouble. So mm-hmm. I recommend doing the form and the form that I have is, is downloaded on our, on our website, completely free again. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's on the website. So what you need to do is if your child is compulsory age, 
which mm-hmm. starts at age six in Ohio and goes until age 18 or graduated. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, the word or is important. Right. Or graduated. Um, and then you have to notify it annually. And um, so the notification um, is sent in, and this was new as of 2019. The notification is sent in every year, has to be received um, by the first week of school in your district. Hmm. So we personally recommend, um, it's actually written a little wonkier than that. It's <laughs> written like, it's, uh, it's really not really well. It, this is not written by the same people, written by people that was, didn't think it through very well. Unlike our, the rest of our code, it was written as um, no later than the first week of school, based on the building your child would attend if enrolled. And so that doesn't even make sense with our homeschool law because we don't have grade levels in our homeschool law. Yeah, right. by grades. Right. Uh, you know, different schools have different grades and different start dates. So there's different start dates. Yeah, and that's very confusing. The, <laughs> yes, and 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 does the first week mean the end of the first calendar week? Does it mean seven days? Does yeah. it mean five days? If right. they start on Wednesday, does, is it due on Friday? We don't know. Mm. Does so, it mean the in-service <laughs> days for the teacher or when the yes. students come? Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's completely. It's just unclear. So I recommend, if at all possible, just to notify, pick your own start date, (laughs) pick your own date in, um, and I say the first two weeks of August. And that's because in the first two weeks of August, um, office staff is back in in session. They're almost all there. Uh, Your notification won't get lost in the shuffle of summer stuff. Uh, So the back end, you know, they'll get, they'll, they'll receive it. And, um, and then also it's also, um, you'll, it'll be been before their start date, whenever that might be. So I don't have to ever look, look at my school's calendar and say, okay, when do they start? Okay. Yeah, I, need right. to, I need to get my notification. I don't care. They're not my school. Right. <laughs> right. right. I don't want well, to follow their schedule. Yeah. Like yeah. you alluded to, and I used to be a public school teacher before my kids were born. If you're trying to send in something, cause it sounds like people have to send it to the school district where they would attend. Yes. The superintendent. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, I remember the first couple of weeks of school are crazy busy. They the are. last thing they want to do is get a bunch of notifications from people who don't right. even go there. Right. 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 So they're always a little upset about that. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> you know, because here come this flood of people that don't want your services. Right. Yeah. And they're not going to get any money for those kids. So why are they yeah. having to deal with the paperwork? That's right. Yeah. So, so I, that's why I advocate first weeks of August that takes care of it, you know, in advance. Anyway, that's my best. That, that's my that's my personal opinion yeah. on you. Nice. Just pick a date, but I pick a date that, that works for you every year and notify then and don't worry about your school district. So, yeah. um, but it always goes into the superintendent only. Uh, schools try to tell you, send it, please send it to this office. Please send it to this coordinator. Please send it to this director, blah, blah, blah. Um, but the law is very clear. It goes to the superintendent of the local district only. Hmm. So, what they choose to do with it after the, after the superintendent gets it, hey, that's on them. That's on their timetable. Um, they can, you know, whatever, or they can toss it around the office. <laughs> whatever they want to do, I don't care. Right. As long as it, because all it matters is that we get ours in and it's, we have a certified date that we've mailed it. So yeah. when, when we mail it, we mail it certified um, certified and return receipt. And that way we have a, a proof of when it was sent. That send date is really important because there is, um, you can, you know, if, if you, you can notify to homeschool at any time during school year, there's no point when it's too late. Mm. Um, if you are notifying annually, you do have to get it in by the um, end of that, whatever that week of the first, first week of school is uh, yeah. date. But if you are just withdrawing during the school year, you literally with you, you send your notification and you were withdrawn legally that day. So okay. that, that, that date of, of your, mailing of certified letter is very important. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but we only notify if we're, if, you're, if our child is age six already or not yet um, graduated or 18. So um, it doesn't matter if you're still homeschooling. If you're home, you can, you can homeschool your four-year-old and five-year-old. Mm-hmm. Um, right. But that doesn't, but you, but you don't notify because the notification right. is, just, exactly. is, it's just to get a excuse from compulsory attendance. Yeah. So yeah. If, if your child, if your child isn't compulsory, I mean, Hey, homeschool on, do, do it. Yes. I can do it since birth. You know, (laughs) that's what we say too. Is there particular information you have to include in that NOI? So, yeah. So I'll go through that now. So make sure we hit everything on there. So um, let me go through my form. I'll make sure I I put the form so I hit everything. So, okay. (laughs) So the first thing is the school year in which the notification is made. And that's the school year of the calendar year. So this year you would write 2022, 2023. Um, Some people some people think is that the is that the grade or is that the the school year as far as like you know in, in grade levels right and know that right. that it, it means the actual calendar year so mm-hmm. that you put that in, that's the first line line okay. two is your name and your address mm-hmm. um, and that's the parent's name parent meaning 
guardian parent, whoever is sure. the actual legal guardian of the parent. Right. Um, now, that, now this is nothing that's new. Um, as of uh, just a couple of years ago, they, they with the last change in our homeschool law, we have a review every five years. So with the last review, they added a little sneaky addition to this number two. Uh, number two has in the in the law is telephone number and email address optional, and um, wow. and, and this trips a lot of people up because like oh that seems much easier if I can just put my phone number or email address right. here. Um, mm-hmm. But the problem with that is is that the law is very clear that if the superintendent has any issues if there's, if you if you forgot anything on the notification they have mm-hmm. to reply within fourteen calendar days of receipt by written letter. Uh-huh. So so if they if you if you give them an email address or a phone number. They, they have a way to circum, circum, circumnavigate the law. Mm. Yeah. Um, they are, it's very strict. They, they have to do it within 14 days of receipt. So, you know, if you, if you give them this out, <laughs> they will take it. Yeah, of course um, they will. Right. They will. They will, and they will, they will harass people over email a lot. Oh, they'll, yeah. they'll, you know, phone calls, it happens all the time. So oh, yeah. I always say, you know, number two, it says optional. When it says optional, that means N-A. Yeah, good. <laughs> yes. So, yes. Uh, so then line three is um, the name and address. And, and then again, the optional stuff, which we won't mention um, <laughs> <laughs> of anybody who is who is teaching your child other than parent. And it's also confuses people a lot because they think, well, what about co-op classes or extracurricular classes? Or, you know, what if um, I'm, I'm doing an online class for whatever subject? Do I need to write that down here? And the answer is always no. This line three is only, only, only ever used when um, someone other than the parent is providing all the education. So, for example, if mom and dad work full time and the kids go to Aunt Susie's for the day and, and, and Aunt Susie homeschools the kids, yeah. um, Aunt Susie's name goes on line three. OK. And that's the, that's the only time that's used. Okay. So okay. Other than, if, if that's not the case, if it's just, you know, your mom's teaching the classes, but you're going to have a couple of classes, you're going to have, you know, whatever that you write N.A. there. So the yeah. number three is usually N.A. Okay. Um, so then number four is then the full name and birth date of the children to be educated at home. Um, it's very clear that this is just the full name and the birth dates. There are no grade levels mm. um, ever on any run of vacation. We don't we don't ever assign grade levels in homes in, in Ohio homeschooling, Good. which is really important because yes. a lot of homeschoolers you know, we don't necessarily use those labels. And, nope. and, <laughs> um, and those must even who use some labeled materials. So you might have, you know, a fourth grade for math and third grade for reading. Yeah, right. Absolutely. You know, so yeah, so we don't, we don't use these. Um, it's just by birth date. So sometimes okay. the schools come back and assign, an, assign a grade level. Uh, <laughs> and um, this is, you know, that's illegal. They can't do that. Yeah. So, yeah. So that is that. So that, that's the, that's the bulk. Okay. That's the, that's the bulk of the notification. Other than that, they're all check marks. Okay. So the next, so the first check mark is an assurance that home education will include the following topics, except that home education shall not include any topic or practice that's in conflict with a sincere, sincere religious beliefs of the parent. Hmm. And that's really important, that little exclusion there, because um, if you have a, a particular um, belief that you don't want to teach health, for example, right. or gym or whatever. It doesn't matter. You don't, right. you don't explain that. You just, um, you, 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 you're giving your assurance that these topics will be covered. And what this means is home education, home, educa- home education will include this, these topics. That doesn't mean you're going to have a class and a book for physical education. It doesn't mean you're going to have right. a book for fine arts. Right. Um, mm-hmm. it, you don't, you don't need a book for first aid. You know, these are all right. things. Education means every part of life. Yes. So, you know, you can have one conversation with someone in the car, your, your kid, you know, going down the road. Oh, look at this. There's a historical marker for our yeah. state inside the road. Hey, look what happened here. Let's, let's look this out. You know, that, yeah. Hey, there, there, there's our state history. Yep. We covered that. Nice. Um, you know, dinner, dinner conversations, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's just, it's all education. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's all we're doing. There's all, all we're doing is assuring that those topics will be covered in mm-hmm. home, in our home education. It very specifically does not say instruction in or courses in. It's home education. Right. Okay. So that's that. That's a term. Um, so then number that's number five. Then number six is a brief outline of the intended curriculum for the current year. Such outline is for inf- informational purposes only. And again, for right here, you just you just check mark it, and then um, at the end, I will explain what that is. So this okay. this it, um, confuses people a lot. It's actually very simple. It sounds much worse than it is. So it's very, very easy. <laughs> of course, I mean, that's how they all are, right? They're yeah, always, right, like, right. They, sound, they sound very <laughs> heavy. Yeah. Um, so that, so that, that's the check mark for the brief outline of intended curriculum. 
And then the next next check mark is a list of textbooks, courses, commercial commercial curricula, or other basic teaching materials. And mm. again, this is very really important where the or is again, because this or is you know you might not have a book, but you have a teaching material, and that teaching material is the internet or a library, <laughs> you know, or you might have a park <laughs> that you go to or the zoo. These are all teaching materials. So right. that or is written very specifically in this law. Yeah, um, it was it was written there, is put in there specifically. So so mm-hmm. in this at, at number seven, all you do is just check mark it, and then, and then this is added on to the um um what I call the curriculum addendum. Then at the end, so we'll talk about that in a second. Mm-hmm. Um, and then so number eight is the assurance again, just always assurances, assurance that the child will be provided a minimum of nine hundred hours of home education school year. And again, this word is very specifically written as home education. It's not written as instruction. Yeah. It's not written as school hours. And mm. if you go to the Department of Education website, I'm sure you'll be really shocked to find out that it is not written as it actually is in our law code. Oh, gee. Yeah. Ours is like that too. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And they just change things because why not? They can change things, right? right? So, but the law actually says home education. 900 hours of home education. This is assurance. So there are no, there are no logs. There are no, um, you don't have to, you know, check mark that you've completed hours of anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I know some states have not good homeschool laws, like I think Missouri has a great homeschool law, except that they have this thing about having to log core and non-core classes, which I think is ridiculous because everything is, how do you categorize your life like that? Exactly. You know, that it, that always drives me non-core. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, um, but that's, so that's not what this means. This is literally just means you're providing a check mark of assurance, mm-hmm. signified with, you know, uh, then, a, then with your stamp of your signature that you, you, eventually you're saying your child will be awake and learning for 900 hours least a year. <laughs> so I think that's you know, possible. I always, it, 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 I think it's possible. <laughs> maybe, maybe if you have, you have teenagers that could be more of a challenge <laughs> because they like to sleep a lot, but you know, if you have a seven or eight year old, Hey, they're up way more hours than that. So oh, yeah. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but yeah, that's I really, I mean, it really means every day, every moment of life. So every waking moment of life is learning and education. So that's, that's, that's all you're assuring your children will be awake. <laughs> and um, yep. what that's actually where this, this hour requirement comes from is from our uh, public schools. They, these, that's the number of hours that they are required to be in their place of education. Yeah. So that doesn't mean they're all, they're being instructed mm-hmm. for 900 hours a year. They're in their, in their place of education. You know, that could be, that could be uh, in line or at lunch or, you yep. know, in, in a, in whatever, and all the things that they, they spend time on. Uh, and that's the same with us. So we're, where's our place of education in home, in homeschooling? It's everywhere. Everywhere. All times. Yeah, that's right. That's, <laughs> you know? that sounds exactly like the Wisconsin law yeah. in that regard. We have yeah, 875 it, it and it's exactly yes. the same thing. You know, yeah. if your child's present with a designated person or somebody yeah. that that person designates, it counts. Yes. So. Right. It all counts. I like to say it all count. We count nothing because everything counts mm-hmm. in Ohio. You I know, like that. That people are always so afraid that I've got to, you know, does this, does this count for first aid? Does this count for science? <sighs> you know, like, Oh, it all counts. Don't worry. It, when nothing counts, nothing counts. We don't count anything. So it all counts. <laughs> so don't, so don't count anything. So, so that is the, it really is. I mean, that one makes people so worried about this. Oh, how do I, how do I get 900 hours of school? Oh my goodness. That's so much. It's like, like what, four or five hours every day? Oh my goodness. Mm. And, but they don't realize that just means every day. That means life. That means yeah. just living with, as yep. a family. Absolutely. Yeah. So then, uh, so there's two more. So number nine is the assurance that I mentioned before that the home teacher has one of the following qualifications. And that is the diploma, the GED, the um, test scores, or the other, like I said, working under somebody. So, mm-hmm. and just like, as I mentioned before, this is all in the honor system. There is no proof. They cannot ask you for your diploma. They cannot ask for you to tell you who you're working under or, or which option you're even using. Oh, my, okay. my school district would, would never know that I, that I that I have whatever college degree. Oh, so you're just saying you have you have one, one of those of four. Them. You're not saying which one. Yeah, oh, never, okay. no, never which you're one. Just checking you just checking the say, box, saying you're just checking the box. Yep, yep I okay. have. I I give my assurance with, with my little check mark of assurance that. Yeah, I have one of these. Okay. Yeah, I won't tell you which one. Doesn't it mean you learned anything <laughs> in school. It just no, means oh that you no. did it. <laughs> I've learned it all since then, since homeschooling, actually. Exactly. <laughs> That's where I got my whole education. I know. It totally is. Yeah. Especially history. I oh, yes. I love history now. I didn't learn a thing yeah. of history. Yes. School. Me too. And this was and this was for college too. In college, I actually I, I was kind of afraid of taking a world history class. So I took like 
special classes because I was smart and I could get into the special classes. <laughs> I took um, I took a I took a Russian Soviet history class in high school to to use to get out of my world history focus, and it happened to be 1989. You know what happened in 1989 oh. in Russia? It was the most amazing thing. I took this class this year. Um, you know that's when the wall fell down. All this yep. stuff happened. Yeah. And um, and then in college, I took um, South African history class <laughs> over <laughs> my world, which was a fascinating. Um, but I'll tell you what I when I started homeschooling, I realized, oh, my goodness, I have never taken one world history class. I have no idea what this is. Yes. I had no idea that the French and Indian War actually was bigger than than in the United States. I had no idea. My mind was yeah. blown when I first saw this. It was like, okay, <laughs> I need to re- I need to educate myself. So I oh, did. Yeah. And now I love history. It's my favorite my favorite subject. Mm. So yeah, anyway, me too. That's, that's an aside. But yes. yeah, I love it. <laughs> but, but an important an important little sidetrack there. Mm-hmm. It is because it just shows. I mean, there's yeah. there's going to be gaps. There's always going to be gaps. Our eyes are opened up. Is, you you really do, and you learn so much. And you know you you just you you kind of redeem. What, what, what you didn't get yep. yeah. you know the lost tools of uh, learning <laughs> yes it really is so so then the That's very last thing on the notification there's just one more thing on the notification and that is your signature and uh you sign and date it and that is just it says the parent shall affirm the information supplied with his or her signature prior to providing it to the superintendent uh this is your affirmation that all the above are correct and that is as far as it can go so they really they, they literally cannot ask for proof You've affirmed what you've already stated. You've, you've given your assurances. Now you affirm that with your signature, and that's it. That's wow. it. That's on. That's the notification. So, so you hand that in. Um, so, uh, and we, I know that there's. We'll we'll talk about assessment, but I mean, you hand that in. So, the, and the superintendent gets it, but the school district doesn't oversee anything after that, and you don't. They do not hand anything so, to them through the year or anything. Right. No, there is, this is it. So there is one year notification each year. That's, that's as far as it goes. Um, the, the, the specifics I want to mention about the curriculum addendum one for, for number six and seven, mm-hmm. one's the curriculum and one is the list of materials or books. Um, and those are two, those are two different things specifically because the first one curriculum often is what we, what we call books and materials, but mm-hmm. curriculum really means a course of study. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, these are two different things on um, the addendum. We have our course of study, which is basically saying, I'm going to, I'm going to cover these subjects. And I'm going to I'm going to maybe do these topics, and then the um, the list of t- list of textbooks, books, materials is your books of your things that you might li- you might use for your books. But it's very specific in our law that it says this is brief. It's a brief outline of okay. the intended curriculum and books or materials, and it's I mean, and it's for informational purposes only. That line is the written in there, and people miss that a lot. It's for informational purposes only. The school district can only look and see that you have included it. It doesn't matter what's written on it. You can literally change your mind on what you've decided to use a minute after you click print and it doesn't matter. So, you know, you can think about it, kind of put your best guess down of what you might use this year and then move on with your life because it doesn't matter. That is yes. it. I mean, literally, you, once, you, once you send it in, if you change your mind, literally the next second, it's fine. Um, no, 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 no changes need to be sent in. Um, they don't get that. This is just your intended mm-hmm. curriculum. And, all, and the other, another very important word is brief because people sometimes <laughs> list like table of contents. They list, you know, they go through and list a very just, oh goodness, just complete list of everything we might cover that whole year, including like math concepts, like, you know, addition, subtraction, you know, <laughs> going all, they go to such detail and that is not brief. Yeah. yeah <laughs> that is yeah. not brief. Right. Um, brief, brief is I'm, I'm going to talk about world history this year. Yeah. And mm-hmm. we, and we might, and we might do botany for this year. Mm-hmm. that's that's my course that's my intended curriculum and, yeah. I, and i might use and i might use apology and i might use master books um and that's my intended um materials mm-hmm. and that's all i can do so yeah so then so then once you've written that written that um and i have actually on my website so the form is there and i also have some example of these examples of these curriculum outlines you can use and i literally yeah. say please use this copy mm-hmm. and paste it plug in what you want it's such a no-brainer it takes, yeah. it takes it all about five minutes a year to do, do the entire notification. Hmm. And I'd say about four minutes of that is trying to get my printer to actually print. Actually <laughs> so, you know, yep. it's just, come on, would you just print? Find the, find the printer. Okay, there it is. So, yeah, that, that's funny. That is, yeah, it's, it really, it's just a matter of just copy, paste and print it every year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, so, we, so we send it in certified to the, to the superintendent of our local district. Um, and again, um, that is really important that you have that date. If you, if you decide to hand it in in person, what you can do, I don't really recommend doing that because then you kind of have to talk to the secretary yes. and the secretary will, 
you know, if, if you're really confident, if you feel like, like me and you know, you know, what you, you know what you're supposed to do and you know that they can't, they, they can't push me around. Um, then what, you know, that's fine. But if you don't, if you're, if you're new to homeschooling or if you maybe have a new superintendent and you don't know how your office staff is going to be this year, just send it in because that mm. eight bucks at the post office is so worth the angst of having, of, of versus having to go into the office and have someone tell you, Oh, you know, oh, I can't take this here. You have to take it to the other, this other office. Or, yeah. oh, you know, I won't, I, I can't approve this until so and so looks over. Oh, you need to provide more information on this, this curriculum. Mm. So, it, it, you know, I get phone calls and emails and messages literally every day during this, during the time of the year from people who are standing in their office, mm. in, their, in their school office, and they're, and they're being told, oh, yeah, your kid's going to be truant unless you do such and such first. Um, or, you know, and they're just told all kinds of nonsense because yeah. sometimes, sometimes it's someone being nasty, mm-hmm. but a lot of times it's, they just don't know, they don't know the law right. and they're just, and they're just repeating what they've, what they've been told by other people, you know? Uh, so yeah. again, brings us right back to that very thing we talked about with maybe getting exactly. family home, reading the yes. Bible together and then, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right, right. So I suggest just send it, send it certified make, let the, let the postal work would be the be the you know they don't care the post workers doesn't have skin in the game they yeah. just want a signature and they leave drop it off and they leave so that's right it's gives worth them, it gives them the job gives them something to do that's, that's right great. right right you know and there and there are problems with the post office i know it is always a challenge the post office doesn't want to do their job sometimes well but it's still easier than trying to deal with an office worker who doesn't understand the law so exactly um yeah. but our yeah but our homeschool um notification process it, it is literally a notification it's not an approval so the superintendent cannot approve or deny your right to home educate. You are approved to homeschool by when you, when you become a parent in Ohio. Um, so, so when the secretary says, I can't approve this, that's, that's the point. It is. That, yeah. yeah. So and that, and that's what scares people because they think, well, they said, like, they said I'm, not, I'm not approved. Or, or they get, or they get a letter back that's saying, that says, well, you, we have denied you for not including this particular subject in your mm-hmm. list or whatever. Um, and they can't do that. Only a court of law can deny your right to home educate. Mm-hmm. Um, what a superintendent can do is delay your excusal. So if you have forgotten something, if they reply back within that 14 days, 14 calendar days in writing in a letter, it has to be in a letter form, has to be in writing within 14 days. Um, then you can reply back and say, actually, I did fulfill this and this is the way. I did. Um, or you can, you know, supply the missing information. If you, if you did it, sometimes people forget to check mark something or, you know, sure. they forget to sign their form. It happens. It happens, you know, quite frequently. Um, but they have to reply within 14 days of that. Um, but that's just, that's just a denial. That's not a denial. It is just a delay of your excusal. Mm-hmm. So what generally happens though, is after you notify um, within 14 days to about a month, you'll get a letter back that says your um, notification is in, is in compliance with Ohio law. Um, regulation and the regulation code and then and it says the children below are excused from attendance for the current school year mm-hmm. so and that's we, we get that, that back every year um whether we get that back or not really is not that important um until you're seeing until you until it's, it's your last year of school um but i will say that's new as of 2015 before 2015 Honestly, we never even cared if they even wrote the letter back. It was always, it was always their job to do that. They're mm-hmm. required to reply back with an, with an excusal letter. Um, but before 2015, which is called the Diploma Fairness Law, no one even really cared um, if we got a letter back because we knew we were in compliance the moment mm-hmm. we sent that, sent, that, sent that notification. That was all that matters. We sent it on that date. So, um, but as of 2015, there was an addition to our law called the Diploma Fairness Law, which sounds awesome. <laughs> um <laughs> let me guess it's not really <laughs> it's not really i mean yeah it, it is in some ways it's probably helped some people because they are now what this is is it is a trump card in your back pocket um no longer can the can a school can a college or a business um say that your high school diploma is not valid um what happens it's always been valid we've always mm-hmm. been able to fight this whenever that has ever happened in the past we would say look we follow the law you know, this is, this is, it's completely valid as a diploma. Um, sure. Out of 2015, they now, they, this is now codified into law that it actually specifically says it is equal to every other diploma. Hmm. And so what happens is you have to keep your last excusal letter, uh, your last, so your last compulsory year, mm-hmm. um, year, um, you keep that excusal letter and you keep it with your diploma. And that way, if, and, and, and in, in, in the future, anytime, if you're ever questioned, most people are never questioned, but you know, if it, if it does, if you're ever questioned, mm-hmm. 
then you can show your excusal letter and show them the law and say, this proves that I, I'm, I'm, I, 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 this is a valid diploma. You can mm. no longer question. You can't question this at all. So okay. there's no more, there's no more back and forth with it. So in that way, it's good, but it has included, it has encouraged a lot of uh, confusion on what is a valid diploma? It was, was my diploma valid before I didn't get this, you know, anyway, it's, it's, oh. it's added a lot of confusion. Yeah. Whereas yeah. because before, I mean, literally our diplomas have always been valid since our, we have our homeschool code, Britain, they've always right. been completely equal to every other diploma, like many other states are. But, um, so now, so, so other, uh, up until 2015, it really didn't care if we got our letter back at all. Now we do, uh, because we have to train these superintendents to actually <laughs> follow the, <laughs> it's true, right? Yeah. <laughs> we have to, so years, years one through one through 11, we have to remind them, you have to reply with the letter because in, in year 12, we have to have that letter with our yeah. diploma. So, you know, if we, if we let it go every year and then, and then come upon year 12 and now we're fighting for our yeah. excusal. So, and I always tell people, you know, even if you don't care yourself, there are others in your district that are, have, that have a graduating senior. Yeah. And, you know, so you, you, you have to demand your letter for them too. Right. So, um, so yeah, so that is, that's kind of the only wrinkle I'd say that makes it a little more challenging come September because, you know, we, we finished notifying, we think we're all done and now, and now we're waiting for letters to come back. And sometimes the letters come back and they're wretched. They're just written like, you know, Oh, I, I've, I've approved you for, but you, Mm. you're only approved if you, if you, if you follow the, the curriculum that you provided and you're only approved if you come to meet with this teacher, you know, (sighs) it's, it's just crazy. So the, that that part comes now as right between now and end of September is so we we get a lot of letters back and we have to kind of sort through those and say okay this letter is a good excusal this letter is a terrible excusal and sometimes we need to reply back to the superintendents and say you did not reply you did not reply as, as the law stated mm-hmm. I, I would like a, I would like a revised letter mm-hmm. so wow. that's just kind of complicated because it never used to have, we never used to have any of that you know yeah. so yeah. Um, but we have, but we do, we have to train it every year because we don't want to have that fight at, in, yeah. when our kids are seniors. Right. Exactly. So, you know, that's mm. the whole process. That there you go. Wow. <laughs> that is something else. <laughs> so, so what are all the required subjects? You kind of alluded to that, but I don't know that we listed them all. Uh, sure. I'll go through them. It, they really mean nothing. So it's, it's language, reading, spelling, and writing, geography, history of the United States and Ohio and national state and local government. Mathematics, science, health, physical education, fine arts, including music, and first aid, safety, and fire prevention. So, I mean, how many of those things can you think of, can you just cover within one conversation? Like, I think of um, fire prevention. I mean, if you're a a parent of of a child of about a six-year-old, seven-year-old, you're going to talk about, you know, where are we going to meet if there's a fire in the house? How are we going to, what's our escape plan? Yeah. You know, oh, don't. We do, we always turn the stove off when we finish cooking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we don't touch the stove. These are all things fire prevention. Right. So that's all covered. It's yep. just, you know, it, it really is. Um, those topics can sound so daunting. Yeah. Um, but it, it's so many is just, you know, I, I think, I mean, all of them, <laughs> all of them can be covered in just conversations. So. Yeah. And then did we talk about the assessment? Oh, no, we have not talked about that. So yeah. That's, yeah. Thank you. So Let's that's that. where we. That's no, that's fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we're over here in Wisconsin and we don't have the assessment. So it's just oh, okay. it's interesting. And I think um, so many moms and dads, you know, this will remind us that let's not take anything for granted. But that's right. right. That's right. 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 Yes. So we tell people this is, um, it's a hoop to jump. Yeah. Um, it sounds very daunting. It sounds very stressful. And the way it's written actually sounds more stressful than it is. The way it's written, it was written <laughs> this way by, by those who were um, education ease and they wanted to make it sound like they had a little control. Mm. Those, those who, uh, the homeschoolers on, on, on this board who wrote this said, no, we're going to write like this because this is what, it, you know, this affects the rights. And so they got what they wanted, but it's kind of written in a little education ease. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the way it sounds is much worse than it is. So I thought that was, that's the first caveat here. So um, <laughs> every year we have a academic assessment requirement and it is an annual assessment. It is not year end. There is no year end in homeschooling. We just keep going. We keep living our, we keep living our life. Right. You know, <laughs> you know, um, we don't have, we don't have a grade level assessments. Assessments don't promote a child. The assessments don't um, look for state standards or grade level completion or curriculum completion. 
they literally look for progress according to, according to the child's own ability. Hmm. So that means if your child is developmentally delayed and they are a 10 year old and they're, they're, they're just learning to speak, mm-hmm. uh, that is progress for that child. Um, that's all that means. So, um, so we have basically two options. There's a third option which I'll talk a little bit about, but it's not usually used. Uh, the two, two most used options are the um, narrative review assessment, and the other is the standardized test assessment. Hmm. Uh, so, the, so I'll talk about the test first. The test is um, any nationally normed standardized test you're choosing. Um, I refer a lot to actually the roadmap website for this because people oh. always ask, how do I find a test for my kid? Yes. So I, I have referred to that common core <laughs> list of, I use it a lot. So that, that's, that's, that's linked on my website. I use it all the time. I oh, good. It's a great place to go for this. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> very great resource. I still use it all the time. Um, so, uh, so that's one of the options you can, you can choose a standardized test um, and it is any test of your choosing. Um, you can, uh, people can use that a lot with state testing and state testing is completely different. State testing is in the schools. Um, and some schools actually, um, they give the option to come and do testing at our school for free. Hmm. Um, uh, but the problem with that using that little for free option is because free always comes with a, with a string. Yes, um, absolutely. <laughs> this, this string is very particularly nasty. The string to this one is in exchange for having this free test, you, uh, there is no objective standard for this test. You can, uh, the superintendent can, can say that even a perfect score is not, not good enough. Um, and, and then you, they have to, and then the superintendent then chooses the the remediation program for the child. So that is off table. It's terrible. It's such a sneaky little thing to add. Oh yeah. It sounds great that you're offering to let us come do testing. It sounds like a very nice and, you know, giving thing to do, but there's no, it's there. It's terrible. Um, so, so the options really are the standardized test and the assessment and the, and the narrative review. So the, 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 uh, the, the test requirement is that, um, a composite score of 25 20 percentile or greater. Um, and you don't turn in the test scores. All you do is you write in the the number of that test score on this form that I have on my my website and you just write in the name of the test, like cat, Iowa, whatever Mm -hmm. you choose stand for, whatever you choose to use. And you write in the name of the test, name of the child, and then that composite score. And then that's it. So that's it for the test. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of people do test, but still don't turn in that in because and I'm one of people too. I believe that a school doesn't have a moral right to a test score on children that they don't educate. Right. So even though, even though I have tested for my own self, my own information in the, in the past, I have never, ever, 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 and ever will use that as my assessment because I don't believe that schools have the right to that. So I choose then to use the other option, which is the narrative review. Mm-hmm. And this sounds really scary to some people, a narrative review. What does that mean? Yes. No, it I, sounds, it scares me because I, I'm, I'm yeah. friends with a number of you in Ohio and every year I yeah. see that you have to go do this and I'm like, ah, yes. So what this also, what this is, is that you, um, uh, you send your uh, a portfolio of samples, a samples, it can it seems to me whatever you want it to be. It can be five things. It can be people, some people bring way too much in, but it can be just whatever your samples are. And you just, you basically bring it to the teacher and you say, and the teacher looks at and looks for progress according to the child's own ability. So if like, again, the progress is whatever that child's progress is. And you can, and you can see progress in a day of homeschooling. You know, if you, if you just remove your child from school and the child is now de-schooling and trying to de-stress from the school environment, that is progress. <laughs> so that is all. And so the little that all it is, um, we recommend people go to an assessor who is a homeschooler themselves. Um, any, any teacher, any certified teacher with a, with a, with a valid current license can do the assessment. Uh, but again, we do not encourage anybody to go to anybody, any assessor who is not also homeschooling because they just don't live their life. It's right. completely different. You know, they, they often don't know homeschool methods, homeschool right. curriculum, homeschool law. So they will assess according to state standards or grade levels. And this is not in our law. It's not what it says. Yeah. It says progress according to the child's own ability. Yeah. and a sample of work. So, um, the person that I know really well, um, I help her with some things. She is an assessor and she looks at about usually 10 to 15 samples of whatever the people want to send. And a lot of it's done online. They just send pictures of places they went, field trips they went on that year, 
you know, projects they did, whatever the kid, whatever they want to show. And, um, and then she sends the letter back that says, it literally, it's a one sentence that she signs. The assessor signs it, it says, um, a sample of materials has been shown. I've reviewed this, this portfolio and the child is making progress according to the build, according to the, his or her own ability. Hmm. And that's the whole, that's the entire narrative assessment. It's one sentence. So um, the family doesn't have to go in person with somebody, have no. the kids talk to the person or anything yeah, like no that? No children. No, it is literally, uh, it is, I mean, you can, if some people do like, some kids like to do show and tell. I, my kids never were that kind of kid. <laughs> um, um, but some kids like to, but no, there's nothing in our law at all about, about interviewing the kids. There's well, nothing about being, being in person. And it is literally, you can, you can, you can email over or, you know, Facebook over a few pictures of places you went last year. And that, and that, that's all you can, that's, that you can do that. Um, it's just, it's not specified in the law. So it's whatever the assessor wants to, to, to use. Um, and, um, what was I going to say about it? It's, it's really, it's really, um, for me, it was actually a very helpful thing. Um, uh, because, um, I always, went to, I went to someone who is, was a homeschool, um, a long-term homeschooler themselves. Mm-hmm. And when I was getting started, and like I said, I went, I had my first assessment with someone who was a public school teacher meant well, but was just, just made me feel completely wrong. You know, like I had mm-hmm. just screwed up all around. And the next year I went to someone who was a homeschooler and she um, was my cheerleader. Mm-hmm. You know, she, she pointed out things to me that I, I had missed because I'm so close to it every day. Yeah. Um, you know, my, I see my kids daily struggles and I, and you, at the end of the year, sometimes you're feeling a little, a little worn out. You know, um, and uh, I mean, I'm sure we all feel away every now and then. You, you get the point; where you're just feeling just untired. Um, and so she would say, "I would feel like my kids did not learn enough in this." And she'd say, "Oh, but look at this! Look, look, look what they did right here. This is uh, amazing." That's a good angle, right yeah. there. Yeah, you know, I, so, I, w- I was a certified teacher, classroom teacher for nine years, and I let my license lapse because. <laughs> Yeah, right. there's no point for me keeping it right. but if i were right. in ohio i would have kept it so i could have been that yeah. person that's right and that's what we ought to, we always that's we have nice a list of <laughs> yeah we have a, and we have a list on our website of all recommended assessors and these are all people who have home have been homeschooling themselves mm-hmm. at least three years but that's really really minimum like i mean i if we it's really like if it if they haven't homeschooled very long we look for them very closely yeah. uh, but we have a i think it's like seven or eight questions that are very specific we ask them about you know what methods do you um, do you encourage? Um, are you and you know are you supportive of unschooling? Are you uh, you know how do you how do you do your assessment? Tell us how, tell us how, you're, how you do your assessment. We go through all these questions and we really make sure that these people know the law. They are advocates for homeschooling. They're advocates for the law and following it strictly strictly and minimally, which is very important. The minimally part very very important. Um, they're advocates for homeschooling and they're going to be an encouragement and a and a help people and not and not not a judge uh, we want to make sure that they're not trying they're not going to assign grade levels and we also want people to make sure they understand that they do not promote a child that's only the parent's job to send to you know put up make your child use a new book or, or hold back for a little while that's right. the, that's the parent's job no one else's that's right so um so you know so we go through all these things if, once they get through all this these questions and then we take it to our admin team and we all review them. We review every question. We, I mean, if anyone has any objection to it, that person's not approved. So <laughs> it, it's very strict. Um, after that process, then, then we get three or four um, recommendations or referrals from past clients mm-hmm. to make sure. This, and then we talk to them. So if you're on the recommended list on our website, it really, it really does mean recommended. These are people who we know and we really do trust of being um, advocates. And helpful, oh, so um, it's very important. So yeah, so that's the, those are the, basically the, that's the two methods. Um, there are other things that called it's called the third option, and that's with a mutually agreed um, other uh, other assessment that you agree with with the superintendent. Mm. And you know that that involves getting approval for the superintendent, and we don't like to we don't like that because no, we, yeah. we do a little conflict if possible. So exactly. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's basically the two. Yeah. So that's it. And that's, that's annual and it can be done anytime during the year. It's not, a, it's not a year end assessment. Yeah. Um, it's, you can, you can literally schedule it for December if you want. And that's, that's, that's when you do it. That's fine. It just has to be, be turning in every year with your subsequent notification. So mm-hmm. are there always, notif- do you, do you ever have like short staff people <laughs> with everything else? You know, uh, do you always have the assessors or what happens when somebody can't, you know, show up or. Oh, well, I, mean, we have, I, I think we have about 10 or maybe 12 on our list. And, and since, since we do them, a lot of people do them online anyway, 
Oh, I mean, yeah. it's just, okay. you know, et cetera, just whatever they they have time to that one in. Yeah. A lot of them do them in the middle of the night, you know, so, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, you know, um, but I mean, it really is up to that. Some assessors want to have like in-person meetings and that that's the, how they set their business and that's fine. Yeah. Um, so they're a little more, they're more, a little more limited, you know, they charge right. what they want to charge. Um, some doing them for free, some do them for, you know, basic costs. Some give a little more, they charge more, but then they give more, a little more like they're, they're more like available all year round for questions for you know oh, for support gotcha. um yeah so it just depends how they want to do their business but mm-hmm. um but it's very simple and all the superintendent gets is that little one sentence statement mm-hmm. um and that's sent in with every subsequent notification so your first notification if you're if you're just coming out of school or you're um if, if your child is just now six years old then you don't do an assessment um mm-hmm. be, a lot of times they ask well what you know do i do i give a grade card or whatever like Whatever happened before homeschooling doesn't matter at all. It it's right. just like it never happened. Yeah. Um, so the assessment only goes with a subsequent notification. So your okay. second, third, fourth, whatever. So, okay. yeah. Are there any particular graduation requirements written into the homeschool law? None. That's it's that simple. So graduation is parent decides the child has fulfilled the graduation requirements. Child's graduated. Okay. That's it. it, it it's, I mean, that's it. Um, it it's it, people, uh, if you go again, go to the, education website, department of education website, you're going to see, they list the public school requirements to graduate. And the yep. people think that has to be done. That is not, that is, that's a public school graduation requirement. Not you were, we're private education. So as right. a private educator, just like any other private school, the, the, uh, the parent is the legal administrator of the school. Yeah. We, and as a legal administrator, we make all decisions, including graduation requirements. So, you know, I can, I, I personally had my kids, one of the requirements for my, for my kids to graduate was to take a um, a life math, consumer math type of class, mm-hmm. because I personally graduated from high school. Not, I mean, I could do, I could do algebra and algebra two geometry, but I had no idea how to balance my checkbook. So, <laughs> right. So in, so if you graduate from my school, from my private Academy that I have here, the very small like, uh, school that I, my children go to, um, <laughs> the, uh, the, the requirement to graduate here is to take consumer math class. That's my right. graduation nice. requirement. It has nothing to do with the state at all. I, sure. that, that's yeah. just my you make it. Yep. I make that. Yeah. So that's whatever good. you decide, whatever you decided to make as a requirement, that's that's the requirements. And once the child's fulfilled those requirements, they're graduated. Okay. Whether they're eighteen or fourteen or whatever. Yeah, they can early. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, you might you know people might wonder if you have a twelve year old and you're you know you graduated them, and if they're not going off to college, if they're just you know staying at home, okay, that might be that might you might you might get questioned about that a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, but Hey, you know, maybe your kid is a genius and fulfilled yep. all the requirements. It's possible, you know, it can happen. Um, so, you know, yes, it's a completely parent. It's completely a parent's decision. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, Debbie, do you have, this is, seems like the wrap up here, but this is a big one. <laughs> okay. Do you have any parting thoughts on what it's wow. like to homeschool? Yep. Well, I'm not even done yet. Do you have any parting oh. thoughts? <laughs> On what it's like to homeschool in Ohio. Um, it is, it is, <laughs> it is not hard at all. It is once you, once you know the requirements, once you understand what they actually say and why they're said the way they are, why they're written the way they are, is very important to know because once you know that you have so much freedom. Um, and it, that freedom is, it gives you um, just you don't, there's, there's just no more anxiety over it. There's nothing, nothing to worry about. I, I notify once a year and I'm done for the year. I have my assurances. They cannot come back against me. I don't have to worry about trying to track anything at all. <laughs> um, you know, my, my assessor is my cheerleader and she's just there. She just signs a one sentence thing every year that says, yep, progress is made. Progress is your kids are not, not dead. That's great. They're, they're making progress. <laughs> You know, um, I, I am able to make my own decisions for my kids all the way through, through all the way through high school, including graduation that makes sense to their futures. You know, I don't have to worry about trying to feverishly meet these requirements that the state sets up for their own students because my kids are, are unique individuals. They're not, they're not public students. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I've made a complete, I mean, homeschooling literally is the best IEP possible. Um, individual education plan. There's nothing more individual than home education. And right. in Ohio, that really is the way it is. What you just you you, you jump a couple hoops. Um, after you jump those hoops, they can't have any anything to say about you the rest of the year. I mean, they can't. They can't come out. They, they can't. They can't come out and 
tell you that you have to change anything. Mm. So it's just that we have a little, it's a notification. It's not an approval process. Um, it's called notification for reasons. We, we just notify them that we are, yeah. we have, we, we are, we're approved to homeschool when we become a parent and we notify them at full age that we are exercising that right. And that's all we, that's all we do. Um, so in Ohio, it's not, it seems really daunting at first. It seems much more complicated. And if you go to the Department of Education website, the ODE website, you will come away with it feeling um, flustered and um, anxious and confused because that's the way it's written. It's meant to be um, so that, so that they can confuse people into thinking, I cannot do this alone. Right. But once you have the right information, then you realize it is complete freedom. It is complete individualization of my kids' education. This is exactly what my kids need. Um, and that is actually why, I mean, that's why I, did, I do this because um, I want the accurate information out there. My, my goal, um, because my life was changed so much by this person that I spoke to that kind of um, got me on track back when my, when my oldest was a kindergartner. Um, when she, when she said to me, no, this is not how you need to do it. This is what you need to do. And she showed me how it was written and why it was written this way. Um, and I, my passion is that I'm going <clears> to <throat> pass this on to the next generation mm. because I, what I would hate, and I'm, I'm seeing this, you know, as, as, it, it, as homeschooling just, just explodes in every, everywhere right now yeah. that, um, we have to be really, really vigilant because these are, these are things that, um, we can't just assume people know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, and as I want my kids to have the same freedoms that I have right now to do what I'm doing right now. Yeah. Um, and if, you know, it's so easy to have just one little thing slip by and then one more little thing slip by mm-hmm. and soon, you know, we're not, we, we don't have the freedoms we have. And, um, yeah, yeah so that, that's why I do this. I want to be good. freely available and just get it out there. Thank you so much, Debbie, for joining us here on the homeschool Loftcast. We are blessed to be able to call ourselves homeschool moms and dads and mom and dad, what state are you from? At the end of the day, it doesn't really matter because you are the one that is ultimately in control of your children's education. And so you are the very best model of learning for your children. And you know, that you always have been because you've been called to be the parent. So put a smile on your face and walk with confidence down the path of homeschooling. Mm -hmm.